you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he alone is worthy of our work. He alone is worthy of this broadcast. He alone is worthy of all we do. With me, still in Milwaukee, my dear friend, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. So by the time you hear uh, this particular uh, broadcast, I'll actually be in uh, Pennsylvania, in Leola, Pennsylvania, at uh Uh, Bible Baptist Church of Leola, Pennsylvania, uh, doing a church workshop. So if you're out there, come by and see us. But remember now, we have a great camp up there in Bemidji, Minnesota, the first full week of October. Uh, Get a hold of us. We'd love to tell you about it. Go out on WoundedSpirits.com. We'll guide you there. Kevin will be there. I'll be there. People are coming in. It's way up north, up by the Canadian border. I have never had better food at a conference than I've had in Bemidji, Minnesota. And what a beautiful site on a crater <laughs> lake. And you guys just want to be part of it. And especially special this week, a lady's coming in who specializes in suicide training. So she's actually going to uh, certify uh, Kevin and I and anybody else who comes uh, with a three-hour uh, class on how to recognize signs of suicidal uh, ideations and thoughts and things like that. So you don't want to miss that. You want to be part of that. So Kevin, how's the brain feeling this morning with this Bible trivia? <laughs> I am as ready as ever, brother. All right. How many people did Noah's Ark carry? Um, five. Noah's Ark carried eight. Noah's wife, Noah, Emzera, hey. uh, alongside the wives of the three sons and the three oh, sons. Oh, the wives of the sons. Oh, no. Brother, I'm telling you, it's all right. No. You know, no. we're, we're going to give you an honorable mention there. We're going to say <laughs> We're going to say that's an honorable mention. Yeah. You know, we're going to give you a California school participation award for this. You know, you came. It doesn't matter that you stayed back. We're still going to move you forward, and we're going to give you a ribbon for participating. You know, folks, I got to tell you, uh, these things are hard, and that was a tough one. Today, we're going to be talking about <laughs> avoidance, and boy, avoidance is an icky, ugly thing. We we, we talked about apathy and that idea. We, we just don't care. We give up. We lay on the couch. It's like saying, you know, God can't do anything else with me, so I just give up. Well, avoidance, I'm telling you, it's a twin brother, and I admit, a different mother, but it's an ugly thing. So avoidance is this idea of I just want to stay away from anybody that make make me cause to have a conversation, make me feel uncomfortable about talking to somebody, um, know that maybe there's an argument withstanding here. I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was helping a young man. I actually, you want to talk about a picture of avoidance. I was up at a church in uh, Michigan. UP. And while I was at the church, the pastor called me and he said, brother Doug, I, I need you to go talk to this gentleman. And he's just laying on a couch. He got out of the army a year and a half ago. He's laying on the couch. He's not doing much. Would you go see him? And I said, man, I'd be glad to. And uh, so I showed up and I, he, he lived in a mobile home, uh, in a trailer park and I banged on his door. And when I did, I looked in and the guy had an AR 15 on his coffee table. 
And uh, he said, I told the pastor that if you came, I was going to shoot you. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this just doesn't work out for me. And, uh, but I said, hey, I'm here anyway. Can we leave the gun alone and maybe talk for a few minutes? What I did is I met a man who laid down on his couch a year earlier and had already put on almost 100 pounds. You say it's impossible. I'm here to tell you it's not. All he did was drink beer and eat and lay on that couch. He was 100% disabled from the Army for PTSD and depression and some secondary things, and he had just completely given up. And, uh, and I talked to him. I said, you know, what brought you here? Well, I don't want to argue with somebody because, you know, I'll go right back to the way I was over there in Iraq. Or I don't want to have to argue with somebody. I'm not that person. I, I did that. I've been there. But I said, but, you know, the Bible says, let us therefore follow after things which make for peace and things wherewith we may edify one another. So the Bible wants us to deal with one another. The, the Bible wants us to talk to one another. And, and, uh, and, and so as I talked to him, I found out a couple things. I, I, I found out that, first of all, absolutely, without a, without a doubt in my mind, this guy had a real bad case of PTSD. Without a doubt in my mind, this guy was not saved. He accepted the Lord that day. He's about 70 pounds lighter than he was that day. He's getting out a little bit, and he's following kind of the rules over here in Romans again at 16, 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them that cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned to them. So you stay away from them. If there's a biblical problem, you stay away from them, but everywhere else, um, uh, God wants us to go out, as we read a minute ago over here in Romans 14, 19. He wants us to, uh, to live our lives. Peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it afraid. God gives us everything we need, Kevin, to bust through this avoidance. Yeah, so many times in the scriptures, <clears throat> Jesus told people, rise, let us be going, arise. God over and over said, arise to people that were falling on their face, disgusted, burnt out. He said, arise, rise, stand up, stand upon thy feet, you know, rise, take up thy bed, those kind of things. And certainly avoidance is is an it's a normal response. It's all through the scriptures, starting with Adam in the scriptures where Adam, you know, they're they were traumatized really by Satan. They were made victims of Satan originally. And God came to them in, in his first line of approach was as a victim. These people here need to be uh, redeemed because they are uh, captive at his will, at Satan's will. And his lies to them had convinced, excuse me, Adam and Eve that they were um, you know, out of the reach of God now. And, um, and certainly they did have things to reach reap. They were going to die. They physically were going to die. All those things were set in motion, but they, um, they had avoidance because this, this, this situation made them say, if I talk to God, that is going to bring so much pain. And it's the picture of someone who has been so racked with, trauma that someone comes to rescue them and picks them up and hugs them and they start beating the chest of the rescuer saying get away i hate you i hate you 
and you know the, the kind of a, a textbook response of of avoidance and boy i'm just so glad that god goes through that and we ought to go through that too and say you know what there is every reason in the world uh, you know i'm going to meet some people tonight that um, uh, are just suffering greatly and i want to i want to go to them and the first line of approach i want to say you know what 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 satan been talking to you about let's kind of parse through that let's figure out what god's got for you yeah, that's awesome. And, and you know, folks, I think that kind of clear thinking brings us to where we need to go. What does God have for us? And, and, and so often these people that we, you know, rate as untouchable, wanting to stay aw- away from, uh, whatever the case may be, these people can turn out to be great friends, can turn out to be uh, partners of crime, or they just may turn out to be somebody you're not freaking out about anymore. Um, but you got to remember, just like Kevin said, we've, we've got to trust God. We've got to stand up and remember Kevin just said it. We're not standing up alone. We're standing up with what God gave us the Holy spirit. And we're going after that. We find ourselves, we've been cruising along on the life of Christ and we're in the book of John chapter 10. And we find ourselves today from 24 to 29 and some great verses. There's a lot going on. It says, Then came the Jews round about them and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. In the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me and I give unto them eternal life. So they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. And so again, I love that, how that verse wraps up there where Jesus is emphasizing his authority, his sovereignty, uh, the same that God, the father has. And he's saying, listen, nobody's going to take these people away. Once I save them, uh, be clear. My identity is the Messiah. I alone can save. I alone can give eternal life. And, uh, so he's telling them, you know, here are these guys, and this is what's happening, folks. Intellectually, they're wanting to be tickled. We live in a world today where we want intellectual tickling. Man, we want to find the newest scheme to understand the Bible. We want the newest acronym uh, to make us feel good about ourselves. We want the newest theory on the book of John. Well, can I tell you, nothing's changed. God's still God. Jesus is still the Messiah. He's still the issuer of eternal life. And if you want something intellectual, well, it needs to start with your heart. That'll be more intellectual than anything you've ever had before. And folks, Jesus saves. Hey, we'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. And just like yesterday, we're back there again where it says, my sheep. 
And God's talking about those of us who've accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And again, he's describing the characteristics of sheep. He's describing that, you know, this signifies this obedient personal relationship. So we hear God's voice. So so there's something going on here, Kevin. You got two kinds of people. It's the same way today. But here's Jesus in person. He's talking to these Pharisees, these people who theoretically have spent their entire life studying what Christ would look like. Theoretically, they spent their entire life looking at the book of Isaiah uh, theoretically, they, they've been in Daniel. They've been in the Pentateuch. They know a Savior's coming. They, they've heard his name. But they're all messed up, brother. But he's saying, my sheep, they, they know my voice. They know who I am. They're not his sheep, brother. You're right. And just the way you said it, there's, we're looking at uh, kind of a, a two-sided coin here. Either they're his sheep or they're not. And um, really, the two-sided coin's not a good analogy it's there on one side of the fence or the other and jesus said your problem is you're not hearing my voice you're asking in verse number 24 tell us plainly tell us plainly and he's saying well your problem is i'm telling you plainly and you're not hearing it and i don't know if you, any parents i've got you know seven children growing up and you know raising children you have many times where you say, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. I'm listening. You're not hearing me. And that's what Jesus is essentially saying here. You know, you're, you, the, you're just on the wrong side of this thing. You've, you've set up camp on the outside of me where you think you've got it all covered and you're missing, like you said, Doug, you're missing what the scriptures say about the savior and about, you know, you're, you're like, you're missing the forest for the trees. You know, it's like you're, 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 you're broken a walnut and saying, I'm chewing on the, the shell here. And that's, you know, this is, this is the walnut. No, it's not. You're missing the, the meat of the thing. And, and so I'm just thinking about, you know, people that are suffering and, and uh, they get all twisted around. They get, they get to the point where they're thinking, you know, well, I think I'm right. And Jesus is saying, you're not right. Listen. And I think the first thing to do is establish a connection to the voice of God. Say, Lord, speak to me through your word. Uh, there's times, Doug, where I've been just hurting so bad, just just so pained needing to hear from God as a Christian where I said, Lord, I am. I'm just struggling. And, and I say, Lord, you know, speak to me, get, get a line through. I've got to hear from heaven. The heavens are brass and God, you know, like it says, after you've suffered a while, the Lord's like, you, you'll hear from me soon. Just, you know, sit tight. You're good. The phone's going to ring. Don't leave. Sit by the phone. Um, now we take our phone with us. But the idea is that Jesus Christ has a message. We have to be in a place where we can hear it. And he's saying, y'all are, are not plugged in. Your phone's not turned on or something. And, uh, and I've got the answer. Just, just start listening. Yeah. And, and, be, and where do we listen? Kevin just said it. We listen as we're reading the Word of God. We listen when we pray. We listen for circumstances around us. And we had mentioned that I hear from a lot of people, and I've been among them, uh, that'll come forward and say, you know, Brother Doug, I'm not hearing God's voice. And I've made that call where I've called people and said, 
hey, brother, hey, sister, I, I'm just not hearing God's voice. Pray for me. And uh, But sometimes I forget that God's voice is all over the Bible. And we just got to start reading. And, you know, sometimes we have to read our Bible reading three times that day. I stick to a pretty strict annual reading plan. Now, I know everybody's different. I'm not judging everybody or anybody because I will tell you this. One of the mistakes I made earlier on in my life was I was a checkmark guy. So my Bible would say, you know, read Psalm 11, read uh, Matthew 1, you know, read 1 Corinthians 1 and check, check, check. My reading's done and I walked away. But that's not talking to God. That's not hearing from God. Hearing from God is hopping there in, in Psalm 11 and thinking about how it applies to you. And maybe reading it a few times. And hearing from God is Matthew 1 over and over again. What is God saying to me here? It's, it's like blocking out 30 minutes of your day and say, God, what do you have through all this? And I think I've mentioned to you before, I listen as I read. Uh, I listen to the Bible. So I bought an animated version, King James version of the Bible, an animated uh, play. It plays on Amazon. It's actually a book. And I listen to that as I read my Bible. And, and boy, God has really helped me with that. It kind of zeroes in. So my reading isn't what it probably was at one point. Uh, I think it's even better, to be honest with you, because listening at the same time, it does more power. But, you know, we went through and we looked at these words and you know, one of the lessons learned that I wrote down before we started this talk today was true followers of Christ, and we heard him say this, uh, they, they know his voice and they follow his teachings obediently. And following his teaching obediently looks like, that's why I love what Kevin just said, reading God's word. Follow his teachings obediently looks like praying, Kevin. I mean, all this looks like what God expects from us, letting him talk to us as we read his word talking to him as we pray to him. Yeah. Boy, you know, once that is that once that line is established between you and God where God, you know, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Uh I love the Lord because he hath heard the voice of my supplication. That that you know, the love relationship is established. Our, our love is aroused by his love. And that love is established, it says, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. When you call on God and God answers and you know it in your soul, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me or in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord and he answered me with strength in my soul. (laughs) When God infuses the soul with strength as uh, in prayer or as a result of prayer, or you're praying with dread about a situation and you seek the Lord and you go into the situation and you find strength during that problem or during the fulfillment of that, that, that horrible thing you've been fearing, you come out of that with this, just uh, this love and this trust to say, wow, you can't beat this. We have a God who is who is willing to uh, hear things. But, you know, sometimes he does bring us through trauma to desperation. And the desperation is the thing that causes us to get a clear line. You know, we can we're ready to hear. We can suddenly tune in a lot better and we're ready to call and make a, a clearer call as well. Yeah, that's good. Some through the fire, some through the rain. Uh, some through the water, but all through 
<laughs> I don't even remember this song, but it fires yeah, me up. Yeah, some through the flood. Some, some through the, and all through the blood, right? Or something yeah. like that. Hey, My father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of the father's hand. As we close today, fixate on that a little bit. Uh, avoidance will go away. When you realize there's nobody on this earth that can damage you in a way that will change your ultimate eternal life with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When you realize that the God of all eternity loves you so much that he sets you up where nobody can touch you, nobody can pluck you from the hands of God. Folks, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. And this should be a day that we just, we bet on this. I know Mondays are tough, but listen, this is a day where we need to realize that nobody can pluck us out of the hand of our Father. This needs to be a day where we realize that when problems come, we don't avoid them. We trust God. We pick up the phone. We go see people, and we move on to the next step. The easiest thing to do is lay on the couch. The worst thing to do is lay on the couch. I told you, this guy put on 100 pounds lying on the couch. Stop it. Get out and do what you got to do. Get out of the house. Go to Planet Fitness. Do things. Go to church. Never miss church. We sure do love you, folks. We hope this has been a blessing to you today. We want you to know we're praying for you. May God bless you. Come on out to Bemidji and see us. We'd love to have you. May God bless you, my friends. And hey, wear that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.